Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Blacktop Banter, episode 36, and I finally wrangled in Jason from Florida Seal Coating. That guy's a busy dude, and uh, we made time today. And we're I'm I'm in about four or five inches of snow out here. Uh, Jason is I seen a Instagram post yesterday. They're cleaning a lot and going after it. Jason, you want to introduce yourself? Tell us where you're located at, your name, uh, about your business, and that kind of stuff. Sure thing. I'm Jason Lipman with Florida Seal Coating been in business now 22 years and we're located in Orlando Florida Central Florida right by Disney man that's crazy yeah. do you take care of Disney product or Disney places and stuff yet do they have that or that is that everything in-house there or how does that no work? It, it, it's normally third party we normally work for contractors that work for Disney I got you um, we do a very little bit of work for them um, asphalt repairs and some striping and stuff like that but it's hit or miss that's all right, man. It's still kind of cool to have on the uh, portfolio, you know? Sure. Cool. Sure. So it's always did... exciting to pull in there. And, and, and I mean, <laughs> going through security, you, you, you know, you would, it's pretty difficult. Everybody's got to be background checked and they go through the trucks with dogs and it's, it's intense. Really? They go it's through the trucks. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's wild to think that at Disney they do it, but I mean, I guess they, it's the happiest place on earth, man. So they sure. want it. Sure. How did you get started? You said 22 years you've been in it or 28? Yeah. Yeah. It basically got started because it all started out with striping. So um, it got into with just a striping machine, seeing somebody striping, and then it kind of evolved in from striping, you know, and you're out striping. I started striping for a lot of larger firms here in Florida, yep. just keeping me busy waking up next to my bed. I had a, you know, a, a, a printer. A ba basically a fax machine and I'd wake up to about three or five orders on a fax machine and I'd just go out and stripe for the day. Damn, man, that's and then it, um, it just got into, while I was out on jobs, you know, people would come up, say, Hey, I've, I've got a parking lot that would need to be done. And so I would go to my contractors that I was striping for and I'd say, Hey, this guy's got a lot down the road from here. And a, a lot of them were smaller jobs and the contractors that I was working for, like, you know, we don't, but it's too small for us. We don't have any interest. So I started looking at the bangers is what we call down here, the small lots. And I was like, let me get a little 300 gallon seal coat rig with an agitator and an air diaphragm pump and kind of went from there and never, never it sealed. And there was a lot of learning curves and a lot of mistakes, Dude. but uh, it kind of went from there and has That's evolved. Crazy. That's crazy to think when I, when I look at your Instagram posts now and I look at your marketing and I look at what you guys do, that's what, that, those are always my favorite stories, you know, is when someone was just like, all I had was this, and this was the situation, and it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, sure. You know, I, I know, I know you, you're on a tight schedule. I know uh, you and I have tried a few times to get this back and forth, and it's like, hey, man, when's it, when are we going to fit it in? For me, it's easy, because like I said, I got snow on the ground. Now I'm doing paperwork in here, files and uh, taxes and everything else, and I put everything off until the winter. So we can do our book work and paperwork. Of course, I travel around and see all my buddies and stuff like that and, and do a lot of different things. But um, how, so, you know, the difference between where you are and where I am in geographically is a big, big difference. Um, when it comes to ceiling, how is it different in Florida versus where we are? Um, I mean, up in the north, you know, we use we have a different process it seems like than what you guys do down there. And, and we, you know, we're seal coating every two or three years up here on a, the same pavement. 
what's what's different down there versus up here well i mean obviously the weather being a huge part of it you know temperatures are dramatic and it happens here as well we have what we call our winter season as well and that has just surpassed and that's the hurricane rainy season so we kind of go through the same thing and we try to schedule in you know work that does not have to do with ceiling whether it be signage car stops certain asphalt repairs so we can beat that window of rain that starts at 3 30 every day but you know even down here in florida we still have chills you know there's there's evenings where it drops down into the 40s and that's very cold for us so you know what we normally do is we'll have the guys come in and get everything prepared and ready to go out the out the door and then normally we have to wait till about 9 30 10 o'clock before we can proceed obviously due to temperatures being above 55 degrees yeah uh, to 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 do an application of sealer then then we're rushing through so for what we do typically this time of year which is different you know than than the summer time we can get two coats in pretty quickly throughout uh, the summertime this time of year we're, we're basically operating on a one coat system per day sure because you know we want to seal when it's above 55 temperatures and rising the material has to cure out and we we don't want it to re-emulsify obviously before applying that second coat and by then it's you know 4 45 5 o'clock it's starting to to get dark Man. so um but We've definitely watched the weather and temperatures down here. That's a huge factor. Yeah. But we're pretty blessed. We get to roll 365 days a year unless we have a, you know, a 50-degree day, which is very, very rare for us. Very yeah. rare. And, and for you guys being right there, um, you know, you're, like you said, 365 days a year, you get to roll if you, if you want to, if you can, if the weather's, you know, if it's not raining or whatever. And that's a lot different than up here. So do you – you know, one thing I've kind of recognized is that where we are, we charge a little bit higher price per square foot than places that have it 365 days a year because we have a small window. And we have to, if we're going to do this as a living, we have to mash it all in to make sure we're getting a higher end. Now I've also realized that we pay a higher end for sealer per gallon than the national average more than likely too. Um, when, when I think about that, I think about price wise, you know, sometimes we include crack filling and things like that as well. I know in Florida, when I've been there, of course, I'm always looking at the pavement everywhere I go. I don't see crack filling as much. Is that a thing there? Do they just be like, you know what, you know, screw it. We're not even going to crack fill because there's no need to, or do they wait till it's a liability issue? How does that work? It's, 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 it's kind of difficult, right? So an up North, we have, you know, I'm from Chicago, right, yep. as a child. So up north, cracks can be one inch to two inches. Sometimes. Wide. Yeah. So yeah. it makes sense to to get that filled, you know, with, with a crack, a bituminous product, because first off, you guys have, you know, your sub bases freeze. Oh, yeah. You know, sure. we don't get that here in Florida. So what we get down here is what's called hairline cracking, you know, spider cracking. And that's normally due to because down here we pave over top of what's called lime rock mm -hmm. and lime rock will get as hard as concrete once it's compacted really? and so and then that's above sand so normally the cracking we get is from sub-base failures due to the lack of compaction or the movement of sand below it yep. so our cracks don't tend to get that wide now we do have water that'll penetrate that crack and undermine the sub-base but 
it's a hard sell. It is very hard sell down here. We push it. We highly recommend it. Um, like up north, a lot of times when guys do, you know, R and R, they saw cut that asphalt and they do a patch. They'll they'll put the the crack fill around the patch to stop the water from penetrating. You don't get any of that down here. Yeah. So I like it because it protects the edges of the patch. It is an upsell, uh, but crack filling down here is a hard sell because a lot of people understand that with concrete down here as well. Once it cracks, there's really no fixing it. Normally the expansion and contraction of the asphalt down here is is, is enormous throughout the day yeah 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 it doesn't really serve a purpose if they're if they're really large we like to hit them with a crack filler but that's very rare normally what you get is a surface crack where up north the crack will expand all the way down to the sub base Mm -hmm. yeah and here the crack will surface crack because of movement expansion and contraction from the heat so it's a very minute crack, and to fill that, normally the sealer will do its job. It won't fill it, but it'll seal it. When, th- when, when do customers usually call you for another application of sealer? Like, do they usually wait until it's starting to fade, till the sun, you know, till the sun cooks it a little bit? Because there are some places down there where, you know, you, when I was I was in Miami a couple of years ago, and I thought, when would they ever reseal this? Because it was just a, a small parking area by a beach shop. And it looked like it already had freaking a, a half inch of sealer on it already. And I was like, man, I'm like, when would they ever reseal this? How does that, how does that work, Jason? Like, do, do, do you wait for the customer to do it? Do you ring that bell and say, Hey, every four or five years, how does it usually go? Oh, we ring the bell. Yeah. But the thing is too, is, is, you know, and this comes, it has come with experience. So typically it, it's all based upon, the, the ups that come in the door, right? And what I mean by that is traffic. So how many units does this parking lot have or driveways? Typically driveways, we put them on a four year callback. Okay. Um, you know, we do a squeegee application on most driveways, which we, we don't have to hear from them. Now, if it's an iron, a well, um, if it's like they have irrigation system that runs on a well, it will discolor the edges of the sealer. Yeah. Sealer's still good, but it'll discolor it. So. We have clients that call us every year because they have a budget to spend. We have people that just want it done every year because it keeps it black and beautiful. Um, and we also have clients that, you know, we have on a three and five year, most commercial applications we have in our CRM as a callback at three years. Obviously we go six months, one year, a year and a half. We try to lock them into that maintenance plan to keep them, keep them going across track. But typically, most of our sealers last up to four to five year commercial standards. It's all based upon traffic, turning lanes, turning radiuses, aprons, water flow, water standing. We, we try to keep them in the CRM so that way we can obtain the notes that go into the system and keep having the sales guys going by and keeping a track on things. So it's really based upon wearability. Um, do, you, do you find that sometimes... Um, you know, up here, you obviously notice when you have a pothole and the, the property manager notices right away. Do you, do you find down there that sometimes they aren't looking as good as you guys would? So you, you stay in touch a little bit longer? Because some of those surfaces where you are, are big, big asphalt areas around there. If once you get onto them, I would imagine from what I've seen, do they have you guys come do a regular check like that? Or do you offer a regular check? How does that work in some of those spots? Because up here, everyone looks at their blacktop because most of the time they're driving through a crater once that pothole forms and the ice is shifted it and moved sure. it. You know, how does that work? 
Well, we'll start at base one. Let's just say you called me for an evaluation and you have a pothole in your parking lot. At that point, they're obtained as a client. Yep. So what we're going to do is, is we're going to go and evaluate that pothole. But at the same time, myself or my sales guys will evaluate the entire area. Signage, ADA compliance, slopes on, on the handicapped spaces, making sure that their indicators for their arrows, their parking, their, their striping, everything is up to par. If it, you know, if it needs to be sealed, we would recommend that. So we'll kind of go through and say, hey, here's our recommendations on top of this asphalt repair. Yep. Here's the price for the asphalt repair. But, you know, we'll, we'll give them an, an itemized list of things that we would recommend. Mm-hmm. Now, if they're a previous client and we come in and we do an asphalt repair or we do a seal coat management for them and come yep. in and do asphalt repairs and seal coat and new signage, once they're in the system, they're constantly follow up, follow up, follow up. Every couple of months, hey, how you doing? Um, most of the guys that, that sell the job ourselves, we constantly drive through and do a follow up. Okay. So if, if it's a problematic lot or a lot of ups that come in and out of the, 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 the area, we keep an eye on it so we can stay in front of them. Because look, you know, as well as I do, there's plenty of other guys out there knocking on oh, the door yeah. trying to obtain that business, right? Oh, for sure. So we work really hard to stay out in front of them and look out for any future problems that might be in occurring, you know, and try to put together a budget plan for them for the future if we do get called out for a puddle. Yeah. I mean, once you've got your foot in the door, um, you might as well go ahead and create some value for those clients because uh that's tends to be how you stay nestled in there's no if there's no reason to look anywhere else why would they you know way i i I, you know it's like one of the biggest things and 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 a lot of you guys i'm sure know this already but to take a property manager or a property owner's asset and say to them look let me be responsible of overlooking this thing i'm Mm -hmm. not going to charge you i'm just going to keep you updated on what's happening out here so that way you can make your money go long and protect your investment because that's the biggest thing too many people come in and they're just like look i want the job and then they let them go i mean we do more follow-up on people that we lost jobs or got outbid on or underbid on we work on those clients harder than the people that we have as a client base because they already know we're going to do a good quality job and we're in front of them it's the people that we couldn't get that we worked the hardest at Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and I guess that kind of leads into my next question is is, um, how is seal coating in Florida or patching or whatever, is the process any different than what you would expect up here where we are as far as prepping it, getting it, you know, serviced, um, a wait time, anything like that. I know you guys deal with um, some humidity and then all of a sudden, you know, you'll be down there at, 1 a.m. or 1 p.m. it'd be gorgeous out and within 10 minutes you got a storm rolling in and 20 minutes later you're back to sunshine i mean is there anything like that i know it's hard for me to judge whether or not it's going to rain when i'm down there and i'll watch the weather sometime and they'll be like yeah for a minute maybe it might rain so i'm wondering like is your prep is your prepping any different than what you see normally from everywhere else across the country is the process different not necessarily. I think we all have the same process. I mean, we obviously battle with weather yeah. and, and what we call spoils. We, we lost three and a half tons yesterday due to weather, Damn. you know, and we, we've lost some today. Same thing. I mean, you're, you're going to constantly be battling the weather. I think the, the, the hardest part for us is not knowing. Yeah. I mean, we've sat back for a long time and just let the, the weather roll by and it's, it's stopped us. It's, it's hurt us a lot. 
So now we take that risk and kind of just go after it. Because listen, if Florida says it's going to rain and you don't go to work, it doesn't rain. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And if you do go to work, it normally rains. So you can't win. But no, I mean, the process is completely different. I just had this discussion in South Florida yesterday. You know, in South Florida, they've got lime rock for sub-base everywhere. Yeah. Right. And up here in central Florida, we start going into compacted soil base, mm -hmm. which could be like a concrete fines, clay based mixture, and then with a stabilizer in it. Mm -hmm. South Florida, all parking lots are about an inch deep. So after an inch of, of an overlay compaction, you're at three quarters of a half an inch. So it's it's different. And, you know, th their their procedures of patching are a lot different. Mm -hmm. We're here in Orlando. You know, we can go from two inches of asphalt to four inches yeah and then you know you northern folks you guys can have asphalt that's six inches deep yeah. because you guys sometimes pave over top of gravel yeah. so you know i mean the procedure is pretty much the same with the saw cut tack your edges tack your sub base if there's a stabilized sub base there to, to create that binder but as far uh, as i pretty much think it's all the same procedure as far as seal coating goes when i'm down there um i notice that the pavement is made up of a lot of shells you know, I'll see shells and stuff inside of the pavement. What what type of sealer do you guys use? Do you think that that's any different? I know, obviously, um, you know, you don't have to say the brand, but just what type do you use? I'm guessing an asphalt emulsion or a coal tar emulsion, something along those lines. Um, is, do you know if that's specified for shells or anything like that at all? Where we are, it's always limestone or, or granite, you know? Yeah. And it's and and the the whole shell days are really gone. If oh. you're seeing if you're seeing shell that's put into aggregates, and they do that down in South Florida some, but that's not like on a high traffic area where you're putting down twelve five or S three. Oh, okay. you know the stone size. Yep. So, but you know all different types of sealer for all different types of applications, right? So yep. you know if it's a newer asphalt, you you want to try to put back an asphalt emulsion. Sure. You know, and it. As well, you know, if it's an, more of an aged asphalt, we would recommend a tarconite product, you know, mm -hmm. something more of a coal tar emulsion mm -hmm. uh, or a seal master product or gym seal. I mean, I'm just throwing names out there, but it also is based upon what's spec'd in. So sure. a lot of times we come across jobs where the owner or the property manager or the PML or whoever it is has a specific project or product that's that they will use. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know, um, you know, so you, you and I met, uh, I was at the Titan booth last, last, last MPE, and that's really where we got to meet. I know we kind of knew each other a little bit where we got to meet, and we were talking about um, undertakings that you wanted to do this next summer and then undertakings that I wanted to kind of do and get into um, this, this year, and I seen that. I seen that you guys kind of stepped up a little bit, took on a little bit bigger stuff and bigger things. What was that like this year kind of taking on? I seen you guys had some big paving projects. Um, I've seen that got pushed through the marketing and stuff like that through Florida Seal Coating here this year. And uh, I, you know, uh, with, with your guys' numbers, the Seal Coat number, and now the asphalt number and everything as well. Um, it's pretty cool. How did that go? Did that go well as far as what, what you planned on undertaking and what you did? Yeah, um, you know, it's just like anything else. It's a big learning curve. Um, I've always been kind of slow, slow going. I've never yeah. thrown everything at the wall and hopes it sticks. So we've, we've, we've definitely moved powerful, yeah. very powerfully, you know, here in central Florida with our seal coating, um, we're creating quite a name for ourselves and 
I think that's because we stand behind what we do and we try to teach the client on what it is that they're actually paying for. Because mm -hmm. too many times, a lot of these property management companies, they'll come through and there's like, hey, we want to seal. Yeah, and that's They a, don't even know what, what they're getting. The conditions are or whatever. But so yeah, we've, we've really taken on that. We've, we're, we're bumping up the seal coding quite a bit because that's what we love to do. We love protecting people's investment and also making that beautification change throughout the property. It's, it's totally gratifying, right? Yeah. Um, paving has been a, 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 a um, just like anything else, it's a little more difficult um, learning the numbers coming from nothing. You know, yeah. working in, in an area around a group of guys that are very successful and great contractors. Yep. They don't want to share a whole lot of information. That's why we go to the Pavement Expo. Yes. So I can talk with Jason Mann, who will share everything, everything with me, God bless his soul, because yep. I'm not a threat to him. Right. You know, Or these larger companies that, that can enlighten you on, hey, look out for this. Here's a good way to do count content with trucking and tonnage. Yep. You know, Because down here, really, nobody wants to share you know, the flavor of the soup and the ingredients, right? So it, it, it's definitely a learning process. We're taking our time. Uh, we're actually definitely moving our way more into the pavement side because the more client base we've gained with maintenance obviously opens the door for longer term. I mean, I've been in business now 20 years. So these parking lots I've been maintaining for 15, 20 years, they're, they're ready for mill and paves or overlays. Yep. So yep. It's, it's definitely been exciting. We're excited about the future. Um, we're, we're working on every day and, um, focusing tell me about on our growth. Tell, me, tell me about the future. What do you, what do you see here? Um, you guys have a huge head of steam and momentum and it, we're kind of in the same boat where we did took on some paving this year and, and same thing, learning curves, what we need to do, what we don't need to do. Um, what, what do you see for the future here for Florida seal coating? Um, I think right now what we're focusing more on is the future, future business, yep. uh, uh, you know, um, keeping the client by our side. That's really what we're focusing on. It's not so much as growing as fast as we can because organically the growth has just been happening. Perfect. Um, and now with social media and, you know, younger, younger demographic of people being in the, 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 the choice decision that's hiring us. True. Those are the people we're targeting and, and as well, the elders, you know, they're, they're knowledgeable and, and, but I think that, you know, we're definitely looking on a brighter future. We're definitely working on growth, yep. um, but we're taking our time. We're Perfect. not trying to get ahead of ourselves and, and uh, get overwhelmed. So with, with that being said, um, you know, and, and that's a good, for me, that's, we're doing the same thing. That seems to be like the best way to do it. Take your time, plan out your move, but also make sure that you're just moving forward. And it looks like you guys are doing just, just as well as anybody else at that. We were, we were mentioning Jason Mann and some of the guys that we go and pick their brains about. And I talk to Chris Love all the time. We pick each other's brains back and forth. And I know you and I have talked back and forth a little bit. It's nice to have that network. Um, you've given, you know, you've given out a lot of tidbits and advice and stuff already through my questions in this podcast. But um, for people that are um, starting out or kind of in trying to grow to your size, um, what would be some advice? I know you, you, you like to go slow and take your time, but um, what would be some quick advice here as we close down kind of our quick session of the podcast um, that you would give to your younger self? I always like to put it that way because it makes you think a little bit more introspectively. If you could go back to yourself 15 years ago, what would you tell that Jason um, for any kind of advice? Um, don't chase the dollar. Take your time. Um, definitely 
be passionate about it. Um, I think that passion is a big part of this industry. Uh, there's a lot of people that are in it for the money. And, you know, I think when you chase the dollar, you lose it. The exciting part about starting the businesses is, is, is being here. Yeah. I mean, like, like grinding, not going home until you have a maybe or almost a close for a job the next day. I mean, you know, when I started this business, it was door to door. Yeah. I didn't know about chasing the property managers and, and national work and, and all of those things, you know, so you learn in time. And I definitely recommend finding a mentor because yeah. uh, unfortunately I didn't have that growing up into the industry. Um, like I said, it, it's hard when you're in a big town or a city and most of your competitors in your market don't really want to share information with you. True. But um, I say uh, be passionate about it, love it, um, and, and find out what you do best and focus on that for sure. Perfect. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you taking some time with me. And I know we had a short one. Usually when we have time, it's at MPE. And uh, we have all the time in the world to, to shoot the breeze and walk the floor. Uh, yeah, very upset that we can't make it. This I know. Year. I know I'm going to miss that. But um, we'll stay in touch and, and get things going. Man, I really um, appreciate you being on the podcast and taking some time with me because I really wanted to get that perspective from Florida here on the podcast and, and get it down. Because I know there's guys in that area that question, you know, hey, how do we do this? Why is it different? How is it different? And I, I do my best with all the answers, but I don't have them. It's nice to, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> it's nice to go to my friends and be like, Hey, let's, let's pop some of these questions out and figure out what things Anytime, are. Anytime, man. Anytime. I, I, I appreciate you inviting me on, man. Hey man, no worries. Thanks a lot. So for Jason, myself, uh, the team at Florida Seal Coating and might as well say the team here at Wisco too. We want you to pave it, seal it, stripe it and kill it. Peace. So I'm sure you guys have seen the 1-800 blacktop number plastered on the side of my pickup truck lately. That number comes from the 800 pavement network. That network is made up of over 200 leading pavement contractors throughout the U.S. and Canada who combined generate over a billion dollars in sales. You could join now if you'd like. You can get your own exclusive number, the rights to it, and it can help you grow your business. What you get from the 800 Payment Network is the most powerful, memorable, and effective marketing number tool in the industry. All the calls that go to that number go directly to you. You get the rights to the brand, and you can display your number however you like. You become eligible for the national account work through U.S. Payment Services. The 800 Payment Network has awarded over $125 million in national work to its members and is constantly giving out more and more projects to the members. You get exclusive access to all the network events, and you get the opportunity to learn and grow from companies like yours. Check them out on Instagram at 800 Payment Network and online at 1800pavement.com.